From around the way, WFNK, all day. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. Text your people, they shit. All the problems and your knees if you just Lawyer, doctor, anything if you just You got some questions about some things you just You a king, be the king, you just Got proper comfort for the queens if they Live in favor, see the dream Get your phone, text your people, they shit. So you're in the shadows by yourself You just underwater and not reaching out for help Whoa, only wave you can't get over is your own That tsunami blocking passage to the throne Phone dying, worry how you getting home Operation isolated and alone Pull up like a Uber, hallelujah Any type of music that I move And we don't really care what you're doing We just walk up in the room like Text your people, they should ask Christ. All the problems and your knees if you just ask Christ. Lawyer, doctor, anything if you just ask Christ. You got some questions about some things, you just ask Christ. You a king, he the king, you just ask Christ. A proper comfort for the queens if they ask nice. Live in favor, see the dream if you ask Christ. Get your phone, text your people, they should. So you're in the shadows by yourself. You just underwater and not reaching out for help. Whoa, only wave you can't get over is your own. That tsunami blocking passage to the throne. Phone dying, worry how you getting home. Preparation isolated and alone. Pull up like a Uber, hallelujah. Any type of music that I move. And we don't really care what you're doing, we just walk up in the room like. I'm blessed Feel you're in the shadows by yourself You just underwater and not reaching out for help Whoa, only wave you can't get over is your own That tsunami blocking passage to the throne Phone dying, worry how you getting home Preparation isolated and alone Pull up like a Uber, hallelujah Any type of music that I move I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed since his wishes make you feel like last I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed God is good, it's true Just like the statement, look, the sky's blue all right, all right. Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFK Radio. So we got a jam-packed show tonight. Uh, first up, you guys already know what I'm on if Rihanna was in the news. 
I am talking about it here on Faith and Fashion 360. Um, so she recently debuted her Fenty All Day Perfume, and Rihanna is now a billionaire, according to Forbes magazine. Um, the weirdest thing about that headline, though, and again, y'all already know that over at WFNK Radio, y'all know how I'm coming. Um, the weirdest thing, it was talking about how she was like, a lot of her stake, she was, she was like the richest person in, in, in music. I was like, music? Where did I miss? Did I miss the album? I'm just, I'm so happy for her. I'm just very conflicted about the whole thing because, um, I'm very happy for her. I really am. She really, uh, went on to dominate in, uh, what a lot of people would call oversaturated, which is going to be another topic tonight on the show as well. Um, but also, like, I feel like in all of this greatness and all of this fantasticness, um, where is the music, Robin? <sighs> Moving on. Um, Sean King. He is a Black Lives Matter activist um, who comes riddled with a lot of drama. One, because um, people feel like he is kind of getting his foottails into the Black Lives Matter movement without actually having experienced some of these things because he is not, in fact, 100% African-American. And also because um, he has had, unfortunately, like this longstanding feud with Tamir Rice's mother, um, who has said that he has capitalized on the pain and suffering of a lot of parents, of a lot of families, um, without actually doing the work. So he recently moved into an $842,000 home. And that came with its own um, issues that came with his own discussion and he has since had to move his family out of that home um he since had to move his family out of that home and I just you know it's it's very I'm conflicted about this issue one because I think that we definitely um as black people have an issue or find issue when things are emotionally driven for us. And I think that that's just something that that human beings do. But I find a lot of the times that we want allies, but we want allies in the way that we want allies. And the way that we want allies may not always benefit our cause and benefit the what we need. So I just think that there's so many different things to go at with this. But one thing that I can truly say is that, that, that this is unkind. Um, so I'll definitely talk about that. Um, Kim Kardashian, no more West, well, still West, officially gotten divorced yet. She was served a cease and desist by a minority business after trying to trademark her new skincare line with an almost identical name. So the line was not having it. And this is why I say that you need to get all of your affairs in order when you are doing a business, when you're getting a business, all of that stuff that, you know, really is um, 
that, that we don't think about past the um, the inventory and past the website. These these are things that are super, super important. So she's been served with a cease and desist um, because she is trying to come out with a new skincare and beauty line. So I'll talk about that as well. Um, on the up and up, TikToker Kiara Wilson, as well as the, oh, they're twins. So there were two, uh, so Kiara Wilson was one and then the the twins I'm trying to um remember their name off the top of my head so a couple weeks ago I was here and I was talking about how t- uh, black tiktok was on strike because long they had been creating dances creating routines that had gone viral because and n- not because of them um, because, you know, Caucasians had been doing it um, and they had been going viral and not really getting the credit for those things. So um, Kiara Wilson is the originator of the Savage um, TikTok dance. And um, she had been trying for some time to get the dance uh, copywritten and just get the rights to that. And she was surprised with those rights um, by a company called Logitech. That as well as the twins who had done the uh, remix to Kiara's original um you know, choreography. They both received the copyrights to their dances. And I definitely just want to talk about that, um, about why it is important just as a black creator to continue to, to fight for yourself and to continue to, to push along as well. Because, um, you know, if you're doing the work and you're doing so out of something you love, not necessarily because you're trying to make money, not, um, well, not first and foremost, because we all want to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing it, um, First, because you love it and first because, you know, you may be trying to help someone or serve others. Um, all of the rest of the, the fantastic things that are due to you will absolutely fall into into place. So I'll talk about that as well. Um, and then I do want to talk about just kind of in this space where we're talking about starting new businesses, um, starting new things, kind of, you know, taking a leap of faith. Um, a lot of the reasons why people do not start, a lot of the reasons why people never even tuck their foot out a little bit is because they feel like um, when they look to their left and to their right, there were a dozen people doing the same thing that they were going to do. So we get scared because of that, because we don't want to feel like um, we're copying off of anybody because we are, um, you know, not going to succeed as well because this really well-established business is doing the same thing. Um, so how can I come out with my line? And I found this article and um, there's just been a couple of different discussions on how to stand out in your business in a place where it is perceived to be oversaturated. One, I'll go ahead and say that there is no such thing. And two, I think that it's really important um, to really first figure out what it is you bring to the table. So in addition to this thing you love, in addition to this thing that you enjoy doing, what do you bring to the table that is different from everyone else, that may be different from the other 20 makeup brands that you see, that may be different from the other um, party planners or, you know, bakers or or what have you. Um, So I think that that is super important. Uh, discussion to have as you know we continue to see the rise up of black businesses as we continue to see the rise up of entrepreneurs um, and people really starting to work for themselves and we I do want to end the show off um, with a couple of 
moving mountains. Um, Angela Bassett is moving forward to become one of the highest paid black women on television. Um, so I'll definitely talk about uh, Auntie Angie. And last but not least, an Oakland father is supporting his seven-year-old son's dreams by helping him publish his first children's book. So lots of fantastic stuff here on Faith and Fashion 360 tonight. Make sure you're following me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show, and make sure you get into some music before we dive into the show. You're here with me on WFNK Radio. We'll be right back. Say. Tell me, I don't care. 
Hey family, this is your girl Tamika Patton and you're listening to WFNK all day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So in Rihanna news, here I am. <laughs> Y'all know I love to talk about some Rihanna because she is my favorite, even though my child will never know that she was a musician. She'll just know her as the beauty and fashion mogul, which she is dominating at, which she's doing fantastic at. So Rihanna is expanding her beauty empire into fragrance. After teasing the products on her Instagram on Wednesday, the singer and entrepreneur is debuting her Fenty perfume fragrance on Monday as part of her Fenty beauty brand. The genderless fragrance is spicy and sweet all at once and is designed to be worn by all people for all occasions. Rihanna was inspired by her upbringing in Barbados and her travels to France, New York, and Los Angeles for the fragrance. She worked with LVMH, Moet Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, master perfumer Jacques Cavalier Belshrude to create the scent, which includes notes of magnolia, musk, tangerine, blueberry, Bulgarian rose, geranium, and patchouli. That's the thing I love the most. It's an experience. It's a memory encapsulated into a fragrance. One smell, you'll never forget it. The fragrance's amber bottle is also a reflection of Rihanna's style, as it is the singer's favorite color. The bottle was designed to fit perfectly into her hand and to represent a harmonious balance between femininity and masculinity. I wanted a rich color that really represented all genders from across all walks of life. Brown is my favorite color. Of course it is. Brown is who I am. Brown is where I came from. If I'm going to make a fragrance that represents me, even the body language of the bottle needs to marry that. So I wanted something brown but transparent so you could see the liquid in the fragrance you're about to experience. This is Rihanna's first fragrance under her Fenty Beauty brand. She previously released several successful fragrances under a celebrity licensing deal with Parlu Fragrances in the early 2010s. This is also the latest venture Rihanna is embarking on with LVMH. She launched her Fenty Beauty brand with the luxury conglomerate in 2016 with one of the most diverse shade ranges of foundation on the market. She's since expanded her cosmetics brand to other makeup categories and introduced a second brand, Fenty Skin, which debuted in July 2020. While Rihanna has experienced success with her beauty empire, she hasn't seen the same in the fashion world. Um, She made history in 2019 when she teamed up with LVMH to create her Fenty fashion label. And this marked the first time a black woman was at the head of the brand under the conglomerate. Due to challenges brought on by um, COVID-19, they learned that Rihanna and LVMH were putting an indefinite pause on the Fenty fashion house, instead focusing on her booming beauty business. Um, and focusing on those businesses have definitely yielded some fantastic fruits because she is now worth $1.7 billion, um, estimated by Forbes magazine. This is making her the wealthiest female musician in the world and second only to Oprah Winfrey as the richest female entertainer. But it's not just her music that's made her wealthy. Mm-hmm. 
The bulk of her fortune uh, comes from the value of Fenty Beauty, of which Forbes can now confirm she owns 50%. Much of the rest lies in her stake in her lingerie company, Savage X Fenty, worth an estimated $270 million, and her earnings from her career as a chart-topping musician and actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fenty Beauty, which is a 50-50 joint venture um, with LVMH, launched in 2017 with a goal of inclusivity. It's now available online and at Sephora stores, which are also owned by LVMH. By 2018, the line was bringing in more than $550 million in annual revenues, beating out other celebrity-found brands like Kylie Jenner's Kylie Cosmetics, Kim Kardashian West's KK Beauty, and Jessica Alba's Honest Co. A lot of women felt there were no lines out there that catered to their skin tone. It was light, medium, medium dark, dark, said Shannon Coyne, co-founder of Consumer Products Consultancy. We all know that's not reality. She was one of the first brands that came out and said, I want to speak to all of those different people. While cosmetic sales slow down during the pandemic, beauty companies are worth as much as ever. Stocks of larger beauty conglomerates like Estee Lauder and L'Oreal have bounced back, reaching all-time highs and trading at impressive 7.5 times annual revenues. That's really good news for Rihanna. Thanks to impressive multiples, Fenty Beauty is worth a conservative $2.8 billion. And all signs point to the company continuing to grow. In its annual report in 2020, LVMH said Fenty Skin, which launched last year, was off to a very promising start and generated unprecedented buzz and that Fenty Beauty maintained its appeal as a premier makeup brand. I'm telling you, it's like everything she touches turns to gold, you know? And they're just keeping the all of these fantastic ventures. They're just keeping her so busy. I'm just here listening to music from 2016. Is it? Was, was it even 2016? I don't even know when that last one came out. But I'm just like on the replay, on the replay, on the replay. Um, no, but I think that this this really is fantastic. One because it it really shows her range. First of all, two. Not, you know, I think that um, the success of her brands lie not only in the fact that it's Rihanna, that everybody loves Rihanna, but also in the fact that they're very good products. Fenty, I mean, outside of the inclusivity and like the the shade ranges and the concealers and, and the highlighters are literally to die for, but you know, outside of, of those, uh, you know, her being Rihanna, the products are really quality. They're quality and they do not break the bank and they're not super expensive. So you have, she has all of those things really working for her. And I think one of the things that's really fantastic again is her ability to realize that the success of her business is going to really sit in her consumers, right? So I want my consumers to see themselves in these brands. So she's got the plus size. She's got the, the, the straight size. She's got the, the old. Um, she's got the gray. Like she has 
everybody, even, you know, within Fenty Beauty. Like I said, and I, it, you know, it came off maybe a little off, off taste, but her shade ranges was like from whitest of the white to downright purple. Like she included everyone. No one was left behind. No one was left out. And that's why people keep buying her stuff because there's nobody that says, I don't see me in any of that. Everybody does. And if you don't, you're just being a hater. So what I'm going to do is play a couple of Rihanna songs because I don't really know what Forbes was talking. I get what Forbes was talking about. She has had a very successful music career. She's been fantastic. Um, and people look, people still playing her songs because we all miss her as an artist. Um, but I, I really think that again, you know, I'll talk about this a little later in the show, but I think it is definitely a testament to not doing something because you felt like the market was going to be oversaturated because you felt like somebody else was going to do it. People are going to buy what they want to buy. And even if I just got a, even if I just got a uh, highlighter from one of my favorite brands, if Rihanna comes out with one, I'm buying it because I feel like by osmosis, I'm getting some music too. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Um, So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit of trademark business. Miss Kim Kardashian West is being accused of attempting to steamroll a minority business after trying to trademark her new skincare line with an almost identical name. So we'll talk about that when we come back and why it's important for you to get all of your business ducks in a row. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360, get into some music, and we'll be right back. May your struggle keep you near the cross, and may your troubles show that you need God, and may your back And may your bad days prove that God is good. And may your whole life prove that God is good. See, may your struggles keep you near the cross. And may your trust. Oh, 
Thank you all so much for coming out. I'm Pastor Bill Davis from Gator Shallow Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take some time to get the word in your life by stopping into your local church on Sundays or by listening to the Sunday Sermon at 10 a.m. on WFMK Radio.
All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Kim Kardashian is being accused of attempting to steamroll a minority business after trying to trademark her new skincare line with an almost identical name. Kim has been served a cease and desist warning from a small Black-owned beauty brand after attempting to trademark her new company under the name SKKN. Mm-hmm. It appears that in March this year, Kim's Corporation, Kim's a Princess, filed several trademark applications for the brand names SKKN and SKKN by Kim as she gears up to launch a skincare company following the success of her beauty and shapewear brands KKW Beauty and Skims. First of all, can I just stop a second? Skims is... Wow. Skims is good stuff. I'll just, I'll I'll stop there. Um, However, lawyers on behalf of Beauty Concepts LLC have now sent a cease and desist letter to Kim's legal team in order to protect their brand name SKKN+. SKKN+, the Black-owned beauty company, was established in 2018 in Washington, D.C., but has since relocated to Brooklyn and is owned by 28-year-old Sydney Lunsford. Attorneys representing Beauty Concepts LLC and Sydney Lunsford said that SKKN Plus has provided salon, skincare, and beauty spa services under its brand name since at least July 2017. Over the course of four years, Beauty Concepts has built a successful woman and Black-owned small business and brand, established a strong social media presence, and served thousands of customers from its Brooklyn location, the cease and desist order said. The document also mentions that Beauty Concepts operates a website and social media handles under the SKKN Plus name. However, according to the cease and desist letter, Kim is now attempting to trademark skincare products, beauty products, lifestyle products, retail store services, online video and entertainment services, as well as several other beauty salon services, including spa treatments, nails and hair under a virtually identical name. The document emphasizes that Beauty Concepts believes it has a right to the brand name, having used it for over three years prior to Kim's trademark application. The letter also says that the brand names are nearly identical in appearance and that Kim's edition of Buy Kim does little to differentiate the two companies, which could potentially cause confusion in the marketplace. The marks are nearly identical in appearance, sound, and meaning. And the addition of By Kim to some of the Kim's A Princess marks and filings does little to differentiate the brands. What's more, this news comes less than a month after it was announced that Kim would be shutting down her KKW Beauty for a full rebrand. It remains unclear at this stage whether the recent trademark application is in any way related to the rebranding of KKW Beauty. SKKN Plus owner Sydney Lunsford has now spoken out amid the legal action, highlighting the hard work and dedication that went into the development and growth of her company. I have painstakingly built my successful small business with my own sweat equity, hard work, and research. 
it's clear that I established my brand first. As a young black woman, my mission with my brand is to provide quality skincare and curated full body experiences to enhance each client's self-care regimen. The plus represents a hands-on transformative aesthetic experience that elevates the body, mind, and spirit. A statement from Lunsford attorney goes on to raise doubts that Kim and her team were unaware of the existence, especially since an application was filed in March to protect the name just days before Kim's corporation filed their own trademark application. Kim. Um, they stated that they contacted a Kim's lawyers as soon as possible, demanding that they cease plans to launch SKKN brand. Mm. Lot of mercy. Um, Kim's lawyer went on to say that they disagree with the cease and desist issued by Lunsford, and they're hopeful that they can smooth things over once both sides decide to speak. <laughs> See. This is a this is a lesson for somebody, right? Because it's fun. It's 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 cool because um you know when you decide to do a business, when you decide to do a podcast, when you decide to start a brand, right? Like um we live in a litigation society. Like we live in a space where people sue for literally everything. And it's so important to put these systems in place to protect yourself. So one of the things that I only just recently did, praise God, it worked out the way that I needed it to, but I just got Bella and Co. Beauty Incorporated. So that means that God forbid, and I say, and I say this with, with the most petition to heaven that I can muster, um, God forbid somebody was to say that my lash glue caused them an allergic reaction or or that um you know one of my products them using it time and time again down the road caused cancer or something like that um getting your business incorporated or even getting an LLC I'll just say specifically separates your business from you. So if I did not do that, that person, somebody who wanted to decide to sue or, or you know, sue my business, my business and I exist together at that moment. We don't exist separately. So by incorporating your business or, you know, by, you know, going ahead and, and doing some of those things, you separate yourself from your business so then people can't take you for all of your personal assets and everything you got you understand so it, it definitely is important um after you decide that that what you're doing is no longer going to be a hobby that it's going to really be something that you are um truly into you got both feet planted and you're serious about it once you decide that and once you truly you know, have have mapped it out. It is fun. It, it's great to do what you love, but it, it's important to make sure that you're also doing everything you can to to create the wealth that you're envisioning. Also, right? Like it, it's important to make sure that you you put everything in place so that things like this do not happen. I'm definitely going to be following that story because um, there seems to be. 
there seems to be some conflicting sides going on there. Um, so get your business license, get your trademarks, do what you gotta do. Cause you just, you never know. Um, when we come back, I have a couple of fashion faux pas moments. Um, one of them, I don't know that I'm actually going to call it a fashion faux pas, but, um, First up, Sean King recently moved into an $842,000 home. Sean King is an activist. He is um, Black Lives Matter uh, advocate, what have you. A lot of what he does annoys me. I'm not going to. I'll, I'll definitely start by saying that. Um, I definitely feel like he kind of rides the coattails on what is like the hottest thing at the moment. And I don't always know the motives. But I also think that... It is not my job to know the motives, right? It's not my job to um, test somebody's heart temperature. It's not my job to really see what somebody's heart posture is. Like, that's not, that. that isn't my job. I do what I can do um, and what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and that's just the end of that. Because God ain't going to be checking uh, for, for him when it's my time. You understand? Um, so, you know... There's just a lot of controversy that follows him. When it came out that he got this home, a lot of people had a lot of things to say, specifically Tamir Rice's mother, who her and Sean King have had just kind of like this this really volatile back and forth um, because she has called him out on numerous occasions for um, really, again, capitalizing on, on family's pain and, and family's trauma and things like that. Um, so really the development to this story is that his family is getting ready to move out of the home. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about that. Um, say what I have to say on it, move on and maybe get you to think in a little bit if you have some stronger feelings about Mr. Sean King. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360, get into some music and we'll be right back. What's up, y'all? This is Javier Gooden. Make sure to check me out on my Instagram page at I am the Javier Gooden, J-A-V-I-E-R-G-O-O-D-E-N. And make sure to stay tuned for new music at WFNK Radio, including my music. WFNK, all day. Um, you're going to do something a little different today. Try and 
find something that I could relate to but couldn't find nothing. I never had to worry if I had enough to eat. My parents were good so I could buy my own thing. I never had to have fear in my heart or any premonition. I had a good conscience, no past transgressions. Always thankful for whatever my parents could give me. When I wake up in the morning, I know that they are with me. I what I just internalized, but I cannot deny that I am blessed. I know that there are harder times for other people on the other side, but I'm not saying that I'm better than the rest. I'm just thankful because I talk about my parents, don't mean that I'm boastful. Man, I'm just showing off the gifts that God has blessed me with. Why shouldn't I be proud that both of them are in my life? And every now and then I struggle with my mind and wonder what would life be like sometimes? I wonder if we didn't have the parents by our side, what would happen? So they can show us what they know is wrong. If we didn't have the parents by our side, what would happen? So they can show us what they know was wrong, what to do to lead us to the path they know was right, 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 right. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So, I think, I'll start, I'll stop by, by saying this. I think that when things are happening and there are so many big emotions involved, they automatically disqualify people from being able to think, act, speak, objectively like it just it just is what it is it doesn't make you a bad person it makes you emotional it makes you someone who has feelings and I think that um what happens when we are talking in terms of Black Lives Matter when we're talking in terms of um social injustice and, and political rights and things of that nature because a lot of what we are standing for and a lot of we are what we're marching for is rooted in uh, loss and grief. I think that sometimes we are unable to really see clearly. And and that is absolutely my right. That is absolutely our right. Because I want my husband to be safe. I want my, my friends to be safe. I want, you understand, like I want my people to be able to be safe. And it's frustrating to know that that's not always a right that we have. Um, but I do think that sometimes we, uh, are very cynical in terms of allies, in terms of the people that we want to help us, the people that we call on to, to speak out for us, to speak up for us. And I, I see that kind of unfolding in this situation here. And I, and and I just feel like there's so much to unpack. So Sean King recently moved into an $842,000 home in New Jersey. Um, He was subsequently called out by the people on social media, as well as Tamir Rice's mother, saying that he owes money from an unauthorized fundraising and people also accusing him of, um, you know, just kind of laundering funds and not using them the right way. 
So he recently spoke out saying that he and his family have decided to move as the media has posted his address, making it unsafe for he and his family. Um, Samaria Rice, who is mother, she's previously accused the activists of stealing money and misappropriating fund raised in Tamir Rice's name. She issued similar sentiments when it was revealed that Sean King purchased the home in North Brunswick, New Jersey. She said Sean King owes Tamir Rice money from unauthorized fundraising, and that's the truth. She continued in a follow-up post, and others that use my son's name, I'm starting a foundation. Tamir Rice needs his money. Uh, Sean King previously raised $60,000 in the wake of Tamir Rice's death, but his mother claimed she was unaware that a fundraiser had been conducted. Eventually, court seized the money and placed the funds in Tamir Rice's estate, and things have been touchy between the activists and Tamir Rice's mother since then. Um, I just... And I feel for her, right? Like, I, I really do. I feel for her. There there was a, a discourse between them a couple weeks ago, too, where he had posted something up saying, like, you know, I had a conversation with her. And she was like, why was it necessary for you to mention that you had a conversation with me? And I think that this is a part of my issue with him. And this is a part of a lot of people's issue with him because um, sometimes when you do the work, you don't necessarily have to tell people you're doing the work. When you think of Black Lives Matter, when you think of any kind of injustice injustice happening, like him or don't like him, you look under the post and Sean King is tagged. Because you already know that that is going to be the quickest way that this story gets out. That is going to be one of the quickest ways besides phones and cell phone footage that people are going to hear about this. Because he has the experience and he knows which channels to take. It's like it's kind of like our parents and Al Sharpton because you kind of are like, yo, you you just kind of ride in the coattails of what's hot. But also I know to call on Al Sharpton because I know he's going to give me the attention I need. So it's kind of like this toss up, like you're just not really sure. Um, so they, they kind of have been having like their back and forth, which has culminated into this lengthy Instagram post that Sean recently posted um, just really upset about everything that has um, gone on, transpired, ultimately um, causing his family to have to move out of their home. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read as much as I can. It is pretty lengthy. This font is is kind of small, but I'll try to do my best. Today, I've had to make a heartbreaking decision. After a combination of Fox News, the New York Post, and other outlets posting pictures of my home across the internet, We've now seen our address posted all over the internet. Strangers have already started coming by my house. My kids can't even go outside and play during the final month of summer break. So we're moving. I suppose it might always be this way. I don't know. My wife bought this home, her first, after working her butt off for 20 plus years. It took her nearly a year to even be able to purchase it. It was a quiet and peaceful refuge for her, for our five kids, for the dogs, and for our mothers. And it wasn't excessive. Again, she got a literal FHA loan to purchase it. I'm not even on the loan, but we're not safe, and I will never be safe here again. 
I'm so hurt for them. I've had to endure seeing my wife cry multiple times this week over the devastation of it all. I waffle back and forth between being utterly heartbroken over it and so angry that I could scream. That people did this to my wife and kids with no concern for their safety is despicable. And shame on every black man and woman who shared it with glee. Shame on you for what you've done to them. That you've fallen for so many lies about me and decided to turn the lies of my wife and kids upside down in the process has taken a chunk out of my soul. I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be bitter over this for a very long time. I took July off of social media to just be with my family and then this. I don't deserve this. They sure don't deserve this. But here we are. I'm going to need a few weeks to get us set up somewhere else, but this will clearly never work for us. I do. I feel bad because I I just think that um, it is. It's a tough place to be in again when you're just talking about something that is so important for people. It's important to want to get those rights, but it's also important for people to be transparent. Um, And I think, again, when you're emotional, when you're in a place where you feel like you have been deceived by so many different systems that uh, were put in place to protect you, you do get a little cynical. You do get a little suspicious of people. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing there. Um, so I will go ahead and post this article. Please make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show for all discussions, any comments or questions you have regarding this story. Um, when we come back, I will kind of continue on here. TikToker Kiara Wilson and I'm going to find the name of these beautiful twins who dance so fantastically. Um, they have recently acquired the copyrights to their music. Well, not to their music. It's not their music. But they um, they made choreography for the song Savage, which is by Meg Thee Stallion. I will not play that here because it's not Faith and Fashion 360 approved. You can go listen to it on your own time. However, the more important thing about this story is that they really made some strides. Um, They were awarded the, um, the copyrights to their dances, which have gone viral upon viral, over viral, um, on TikTok. And I had spoken about this issue a couple weeks back because there was an understandable frustration for black TikTokers feeling like they did not get credit for their work, that their work was being copied and pasted (laughs) um, by people who did not look like them. And those people went on to get a lot of the credit for what they were doing. So we've actually watched some strikes go on on TikTok. There was a new Meg Thee Stallion song. Nobody did a dance for it because the dances usually come from the black folk and they decided they were not having it. So this is a definite feel-good story. Um, And if nothing else, just kind of a push for you to, to really keep working, especially if it's something you love. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. It's WFNK all day. Hey, you're listening to Jacinth Headlam, and I'm here on Faith and Fashion 360 with Brianna Ofosu.
All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So dancer Kiara Wilson has been granted the copyright to her choreography for um for Savage. So again, if you're not if you're not quite familiar, this is a song by Meg the Stallion. That's all I got for you. Because I'm not going to play it here. Um, but I had been having, you know, just kind of a discussion regarding these kind of um, these issues that, that we have long seen outside of even just choreography or outside of, um, you know, just kind of like a, a tech space. We have seen where we might have created something. Or we might have um, started something, or you might have seen something on on a black woman, and she might get ridiculed for it. It might not look the way that that society perceives it to look on her. But throw some corn rolls on the Kardashians, and it's fantastic. Throw some of those stiletto nails on the runway, and all of a sudden, it's hot couture. So, you know, we have been frustrated for a very long time in this aspect. And, um, you know, it's really nice to read a story like this because it gives you just that push and that umph that you need to, to, to continue to do the things you love. Don't stop doing the things you love because you don't feel like you're getting the recognition for it. Because you're not necessarily, well, prayerfully, you're not doing it for the recognition of it all. So, dancer Kiara Wilson, who created Meg Thee Stallion's Savage Challenge, earned her copyrights. Wilson and other BIPOC creators were honored at dinner held by Logitech and the Jaquel Knight Foundation. Um, In a world where Black TikTok creators are often robbed and not credited for their original content, Kiara Wilson has not only been praised for her choreography, she's also received the copyrights to those dance moves. Wilson attended a dinner where she was recognized for her dance skills, specifically her creation of the Savage Challenge, which she performed to Meg Thee Stallion's 2020 hit in the heights of the quarantine. She was one of six BIPOC creators to earn her copyrights at the event, which was hosted by Logitech and Jaquel Knight. According to Hollywood Reporter, Knight recently teamed up with Logitech to help 10 Black, Indigenous, and People of Color creators secure their copyrights through Lab Notation, a notation symbol for documenting human movement. He surprised Wilson with the news about her copyright alongside fellow TikTok stars, Young Deji, creator of The Woe, Full Out Cortland, who created choreography to Doja Cat's 2020 uh, Billboard Music Awards performance of Say So, Shane and Zane Stanley, aka the Nene Twins, that's the Nene Twins, who made the dance for Meg's uh, Savage Remix featuring Beyonce, Chloe Arnold, the choreographer behind Salute a Legend, the syncopated ladies tribute to Prince and Maya Johnson and Chris Cotter, the duo who created the Up Dance to Cardi B's hit song. The dancers also received preliminary lab notations at the dinner and are required to submit final ones alongside their applications to the U.S. Copyright Office.
Following the special night, um, Wilson took to TikTok to express her gratitude. Thank you so much. Savage Dance is officially copyrighted. I own my dance. So nice to own things. Like, that's just such... I love it. And believe it or not, like, most of the stuff that you see just came from a little black girl, a boy on TikTok, on Instagram, being silly and being creative. And somebody was like, wow, I like that. And it's unfortunate. And you know what? I think the upside of it is that we are in a space now where our technology and the content that we put out doesn't have to be so corporate doesn't have to be so clean it's not something that has to be edited and and the contrast and the saturation and everything has to be perfect we are in a space where the less professional it looks those those are the things that the corporations look at and i say this to people all the time where you know you're on instagram I've had a couple people just, you know, approach me regarding getting into the modeling game. I'm like, listen, Instagram was not around a couple years ago. TikTok was not around a couple years ago. You are in a perfect space. Wear their clothes, tag their stuff, do bomb stuff in their stuff, and you could you can get discovered. I mean, I have seen who what is what is the guy's name king batch from vine this is a little bit more um gen y or gen z whatever you want to call it um but he started on vine and now he's in all of the netflix movies he's in commercials i saw him in a commercial the other day i'm like it is so crazy how quickly things can happen just off of you just doing like some really creative content from a seven second you know video it it really is crazy so for anybody out here again if you are just motivated by just doing creative things changing your clothes doing a little haul video keep doing it and keep pushing out that content no matter if it was five views or 5,000 views. I have I have videos that have 300 views and I have videos that have 3,000 views. I have videos with seven views and I have videos with 7,000 views. Don't look at those numbers. Look at the fact that this is something I love to do. Look at the fact that this is something that really um, pleases me creatively. It's an outlet for me somebody's going to notice it when it's time. But don't stop doing it because you feel like it's for naught. Because it it is not. And and that's all I'm going to say on that. So shouts to Kiara Wilson. Shouts to the Nene Twins. Shouts to all of those creators who are finally getting recognized for all of their hard work. When we come back, I'm going to be talking a little bit of um, business essentials, how to stand out in your business. I definitely wanted to touch on this, especially after we were talking about Miss Robin Fenty, who went along to like capitalize, who really went to like shake the table in a in an industry that is um, just really what a lot of people would say oversaturated. 
that a lot of people don't feel that they can succeed in. So I just want to read something really quick, give you a couple tips on how you can stand out in the business that you um, have decided to start because you absolutely can. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Tina Dixon, boo, and you're listening to WFNK all day, sugar. See 
All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Heat Free Hair CEO shares how to stand out in a saturated market. While Ngozi Opera C started Heat Free Hair almost a decade ago, curly and kinky extensions weren't the norm on the market as they seem to be today, especially if you wanted those textures and quality human hair. Beauty supply stores mainly sold synthetic curly hair, and there was a surge of renewal for women who were just beginning to embrace natural styles, taking to YouTube to experiment with new techniques and styles. I just knew there was a market out there for women who were going natural, who were big chopping, and who wanted more human hair options for extensions. So that's where heat-free hair came in. Trained as a stylist, she even went as far as traveling to China to see firsthand the whole process of manufacturing and shipping hair, and she meticulously came up with the right formula for wigs and extensions to match the beautiful coifs of a client base she was sure would love it. Today, Ngoz is a multi-million dollar empire that includes the heat-free factory, which runs exclusively to manufacture the company's line of products. Customers can get closures, wigs, wefted tracks, clip-ins, and ponytails in textures that range from 3B to 4C. The company ensures you're getting 100% virgin hair that can be dyed and styled just as if it were growing out of your scalp. And the versatility is very evident with options that can go from blowouts to twist-outs to wash-and-goes to kinky twists to afros and back. The market for that has definitely changed tremendously. I'll, I'll, I will for sure say that there are now. I mean, you you can find that pretty much anywhere. Um, they're on Instagram. They're on Amazon. Some of them, you know, that only offered once offered straight and wavy have been diversifying, and even the beauty supply stores have definitely caught up. The difference between heat free hair is that it continues to stand out. Scaling for longevity in the hair space and building an online community of 200,000 plus to boot. With her factory, she's also disrupting by being self-run and self-managed. We were and still are very selective with what we offer our customers, from how the hair is sourced to the production to the marketing. We want our customers to truly feel beautiful and purchase hair that they can be proud of spending their money on. Um, so a couple of things that she points out, she does a couple of key points for success. Um, one of the things she says is authenticity dominates every time. Ngozi and her team are keen on remaining true to the company's goals of providing premium human hair that is responsibly sourced with an emphasis on premium and proper sourcing. There's a commitment to really be part of that process and to look at what we're choosing to supply women who are going to use our products to style their hair. We don't really chase trends or what the next person or company is doing. We like to really target what we do and excel at that. Number two, trends can die, but great customer service never gets old. We've been able to build a good relationship, and the key to that is great customer service. It's really been great because the customers we had in those early days are the same customers we have today. Customers 1 or customer 50 are still buying from us, and having a customer retention rate above 40% just shows the level of customer loyalty we have as a company. 
And what does good customer service look like? It's actually asking your customers what they like, what they want to see in the future, and getting insights on how exactly they use your product. It's also quickly addressing issues, being relatable, and putting customers first in any initiatives or campaigns you choose to do to market your product or services. Number three, know when to pivot and diversify what you offer in order to continue to show up for your loyal customers and gain new ones. With COVID, we had major issues with the manufacturers shutting down. Chow. They was locked in China. Nobody was sending. Nobody was bringing. It was it was a rough time. HD lace had become very popular and everyone wanted it, but we couldn't get lace. There was a shortage. Well, we decided, hey, let's offer the headband wigs, and they began to sell out. Our customers really loved those, so we're glad we were able to pivot to offer that since we couldn't with the lace wigs. For her, it was a matter of thinking how she could cater to the needs of her customers when her company couldn't offer something else that was in demand. Number four, forward thinking is key and having a vision separates a short win from a long-term one. Number five, do your research and build an understanding of the ins and outs of the industry you're in. I moved to China and really got to know all about how they made the hair how the hair was produced, and the whole business behind it. I like to have a hands-on presence in what I'm trying to do. It's also a great idea to research the ingredients, processes, and other aspects that will contribute to solving a specific problem or meeting a need. For her, it was always about being able to give women the opportunity to provide extensions and wigs that could be a positive part of growing one's kinks, curls, and coils. This one was definitely super important because I think, and and she really touched on a lot there in the article, but one of the things that happens, one of the things that's like on the top of the list for entrepreneurs who just decide that they're not going to do this anymore is that everybody's doing it. I had heard so many times when I initially started Bella & Co. Beauty, I was just selling lashes. And as I went to join the Facebook groups, as I went to join the the networking groups and the likes groups to just kind of build up my following, that's what everybody was doing. Everybody was doing that. You had the same cases, you had the same colors, you had the same kind of lashes. Um, So one of the things that I had to really decide, number one, was why am I doing this? Why did I start this? Um, And, you know, you guys have heard the story of that here before. I'm not going to repeat it. But um, why am I doing this? And it's not just about the lashes. It was never just about the lashes. So once I pivoted and figured that out, I was able to then put a better identity to my brand. And when I go to a pop-up or when I'm vending in a space and there's another person who's selling lashes, previously that might have been something that bothered me. Or if there is someone else with beauty in their company's name, that used to be something that bothered me. But I look and know that their brand is not my brand. We could be selling the exact same thing. But what I bring to the table is not going to be what you bring to the table, 
even if we're selling the same thing in the same package. I never have an issue sharing my plug, sharing my vendor, sharing what I do for, you know, with people to obtain the success that I have because I can give you all of the pieces and all of the parts and you're still going to come away with a different result. And one of the things that we have to get out of is feeling like we, one, cannot do what somebody else is doing for fear of copying or for fear of somebody feeling like um, you're watching them and, and, you know, all of that other petty nonsense. And two, we have to get away from those fears of feeling like, okay, um... I I can't do this. We we have to. We absolutely have to stop looking to the le- it's good to look to the left and the right sometimes for a little motivation, for a little pick me up to say all right, kid, let's go. Let's keep it moving. But not so much that you change your packaging from red to blue because blue worked for somebody else. Why did you choose red? Why was red important to you? Tell your customers that. Tell your people why that was something important to you and go with that. And people will flock and people will buy and people will come. So when we come back, I'm going to end the show out with a couple of Moving Mountains moments. Uh, First, I'm going to talk about Missy Elliott. Uh, She recalls uh, where she used to cry because people made fun of her uh, music sound that has now come to be iconic. So that and a couple more Moving Mountains moments before we wrap up with the show. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show here on WFNK Radio. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Pastor Phil and you're listening to WFNK Radio, Northeast Pennsylvania's premium urban radio station. He is a beautiful God. He is a beautiful Savior. Yes, Lord. He's so beautiful. So beautiful. I saw the Lord seated on this throne, and the train up his road. This temple, and day and night, I, the angels proclaim, and they sing, Holy, Holy, Lord God
We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So you guys know I like to end the show off with some nice feel-good moments. First up, Missy Elliott recalls, I used to cry when they clowned me as she reflects on her iconic sound. Missy Elliott's infamous sound effects are just some of the reasons she's the iconic artist she is today. But she revealed in a recent tweet that she wasn't always supported for her pioneering sound. She replied to a video of Lil Wayne's interview with DJ Khaled, who asked the lollipop rapper which artist influenced him in his earlier days, like when he was making hits such as The Block Is Hot. He responded with no hesitation, Missy Elliott. That was my favorite rapper. That would be why I was making many sounds. Missy was into a lot of the different sounds. So when Manny Fresh would get in the studio, he would remind you, hey, you need to throw something in there. Um, and so the block burner sound was my favorite song because my favorite artist was Missy Elliott. As Missy Elliott was influencing the likes of Lil Wayne, she was having emotional moments behind the scenes. She tweeted in response to Lil Wayne's salutes. When I first came in the game, people laughed at me doing sound effects in my music. I used to cry when they clowned me, but then I kept doing wild sounds, crazy ad libs in my songs 
and people began to rock with it years later, those same sounds are big in songs today. She also replied to actress uh, Robin Thede, who saluted her vulnerability. I used to cry at the drop of a dime. I will say the industry will toughen you up. I was different, which some may have deemed my sound and style as weird, but I remained true to myself as an artist, and thankfully people gave my futuristic vibe a chance. Um, Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's so crazy. My husband was... um. My husband was putting me on, he because he puts me on the music all the time. Put me on to this new song. This new artist that his name's Blast or something like that. He does not spell I don't I don't know what, what it is with the artist, but they don't spell their names like the word. So it's like B L X S T or something different like that. He played this song. And Homeboy was sampling Donnell Jones. And I was like, baby, that's Donnell Jones. He's like, no, this is the artist. I was like, but that's Donnell Jones in the back. What do you mean? And like some of these things that like back in our day might have been a little bit pro- back in our day. Why am I saying back in our day? Guys, I'm old. So what's happening? It, it just hits me sometimes. But anyway, you know, things that we used to listen to that were super progressive for the time that like at the time we just you know, didn't necessarily appreciate. Now I kind of look at the music. I'm like, I'm definitely not interested in any of this stuff. Um, I do. I go back to, to what was good. I go back to like that nineties music and it's so crazy because you, you know, some of that stuff that wasn't appreciated at the time, it might've been a little bit progressive. A lot of the artists now are saluting that and are, not even copying. I would, again, like, just appreciating it for what it is. Because now that adds some flavor to their stuff. So, shouts to Missy Elliott for really having, like, a full circle um, 180 moment. Because that's definitely something you love to hear. Because she has always been super duper fly. Ha, you see what I did there? Um, she's always been fantastic. And she just continues to age backwards. Like, I, she's for sure, reversing it somewhere. Next up, I'll be talking about Miss Angela Bassett, who lands a raise on the hit show 911. And she may become the highest paid actress of color on drama series. So I'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back here at Faith and Fashion 360. We'll be right back. Say it, misunderstood, don't need to be complicated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated Yeah, 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 I know you love when we shade it Duh, dog, they hate it when we isolated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just want your loyalty, love is overrated Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this ice you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love You ain't even gotta say it Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Duh, dog, they hate it when we isolated Ay, 
You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated Yeah, you know I'm forever late Money ain't none if you got nobody to share it with Heart on my sleeve, don't got a problem with wearing it Time ain't free, so if you got it, then cherish it You know the code never switch, my love in the cheek You know I'ma go all out for my shit If we ever fall out, get it good, get it right back And if it's up, let it stick, and it's like that You ain't even gotta say it It's understood, don't need to be complicated, ayy You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated, yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all these lights you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love Yo, it's your boy J Omega, and you're now locked into Northeast Pennsylvania's premier urban radio station, WFNK Radio, home for hip hop and R&B's new artists. Boom, boom.
All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Angela Bassett is said to be securing a serious bag on Fox's hit drama 911. The actress has starred on the show for all four seasons. She serves as an executive producer on 911 as well as the spinoff 911 Lone Star. According to reports, she received a pay increase, allegedly making around $450,000 an episode. Wow. If this amount is accurate, she is believed to be among the top salaries on network television for any actor, male or female. Also, she is likely to be the highest paid actress of color on a broadcast drama series. 911 is a procedural television series created by Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Tim Minier for Fox. Let's go. I have never watched that show. But one of the things that I've noticed is like, I don't know. Say, I, I hate to say it that way because it feels contradictory. But COVID has really done such a shift for literally every industry that we can imagine. So um, I got a little bit more into watching like series and television and stuff like that. And like these big actors, right? Like the Angela Bassett's and the Gerard Butler's and like the actor actors, they're on our TV shows now. Like they're on our prime time television. And that's just never, you would never see that. You'd get... CD list actor at best. But now they be on the TV and I'm like, wait, do I need to get cable back? Because before it was like all about the movies. Like it was about the it was about the the two, three hour movie, because that's where you were gonna see the faces. That's where you were gonna see the actors that you truly enjoy. But Anthony Mackey is on every Netflix everything. He's on the show, he's on the movie. I don't I, I think they have a production company or something, because he be on all of the stuff. And it's so funny because I'll look and I'll see a movie. I'm like, oh, wow, they have like, they got people in here. So shout out to Auntie Angela for doing her thing. Um, And our last Moving Mountain segment for the evening is definitely a feel good because I love, love, love when black boys and girls read and do things to enrich their mind. An Oakland father supported his seven-year-old illustrator son's dream by helping him publish his first children's book. Um, th- 
Black, I Love the Black Boy Joy is coming out of Oakland, California, thanks to a father and his illustrator son trying to change the narrative about young black boys and reading. Their initiative to get boys interested in books started when Omar Bala noticed his son Khalil was drawn to creating cartoon characters as early as four years old. Omar, being supportive of his young son, ultimately assisted his baby boy to publish his illustrated work in two books, Why Dogs Chase Cats and The Lost Baby Spinosaurus. I tell Khalil all the time, you're an artist. Whatever you do and whatever people may say, don't ever stop drawing. I know if he sees his work in a book, that will drive his pursuit to chase his dream in the art industry. The illustrations for the team's first book were completed when Khalil was only seven years old. Their passion to get black boys reading is crucial in light of reports that black boys in some states are underperforming in reading and writing. In their home state of California, three out of four black male students could not pass standardized tests in those subject areas. It's also noteworthy that Omar and Khalil are creating space in an industry where black children's books illustrators are underrepresented. Omar did what had to be done to empower his son at a young age. Whatever you want to be or do, you don't have to wait. You can do it now. Their brand, Books by Balas, features books that combine African-American folklore and imagination. I will absolutely provide the link for their books and to continue watching their journey because we absolutely love to see it. I pray that you guys have enjoyed the show this evening. Pray that you walked away feeling enriched, enlightened, motivated to continue on and to to start your week rather. Uh, Make sure you stick around for the rest of our Sunday night lineup. We got lots of awesome things coming up to the wee hours of the morning. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook for all of these articles and for more discussion. And make sure you come back next week, same time, same place. As always, happy Sunday and good night. This is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. And all of the things I've been through. All of the things I've been through. This is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. Let's get it. This, this, this little light of mine I'ma let it shine, I pay nobody no mind Cause when I was down and out, you came through And when I had nobody else, I had you So know that when I fall, you fall too Know that when I fly, you fly too And know that when we swag, we swag out Haters hitting, they can't till they pass out Look, this square peg that's trying to fit around hope Trying to turn gas shoes into home sweet home With my best against the wall, I had no one Father, you held me and called me your own This is the reason I know I belong Never feel me, yet you holding me strong This is the reason I know I belong Never feel me, yet you holding me strong Say this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. See all of the things I've been through. All of the things I've been through. See this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. See all of the things I've been through. Hey. This is my thank you. My-
Because of your love 